This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar. That's S-D-R-O-T-A-R on Twitter. If you'd like to follow, you definitely should be following our co-host here, our baseball expert, Jennifer Piacenti. That's Jen Piacenti, P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I on Twitter. Happy Friday, Jen. What's going on, Sean? Well, it feels like actually spring now. Yeah. Of course, I'm in Colorado where it, yeah. it, uh, it tends to winter lingers a little longer than most places, but it feels like spring feels like baseball. It does. It feels like baseball. And to me, that is the happiest time of the year. It's like winter is over in Texas. The blue bonnets are blooming and it's time to eat some bluebell ice cream and watch some baseball. <laughs> well, let's do that. Let's start with one of those uh, American League games. We have the Angels off to a great start. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 to 13 and 7 start. They've even been good on the road, 5 and 7 against the Chicago White Sox, a team that had been a lot of people's pick to represent the AL in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Their start has been bumpier, seven and eleven. Not, <laughs> Very not kind. disastrous. Yeah, <laughs> not disastrous when you're talking about April. Plenty of time to turn it around. But they have not gone off to the the beginning of the year that anyone expected. No, uh, they've lost. I believe it's nine of their last ten in a row. Yeah, they're one and nine across their yeah. last ten. In so baseball, that's, that's a actually hard to do. That is actually hard to do. <laughs> So there's part of me when I look at this and I think, well, the White Sox have to win because like it's just the odds are eventually they have to win one. And they did win their last one, but it, it feels like they they should have to to win one here. And, and they are going tonight with their best pitcher, arguably. I know a lot of people are Dylan Cease fans, but Lucas Giolito back tonight. So he has that going for him. But it still confounds me that the Angels are the underdogs here. Uh, because the Angels have scored the most runs in baseball. They have hit the second most home runs, and they lead the league in slugging. Meanwhile, the White Sox are without Yon Mancata, they're without Eloy Jimenez, and they're averaging only 3.28 runs per game. So when I look at this and I see that I get plus money for the Angels, that is definitely where I'm looking. Look, the White Sox, again, as I said, Lucas Giolito, Struck out nine on Sunday in his return from the IL. However, he only got about four innings in and he walked quite a few guys. I don't think you can get away with that versus this hot, hot Angels team. And on the other side, the Angels are starting Noah Syndergaard and he's had a really good start to the season. He's got a 2.12 ERA and a .82 whip. Now, the game total is only six and a half in this game, which I think is also pretty low. Of course, both pitchers can be strong, and it's a matter of who can get to the other's bullpen. Either bullpen can blow up, but the way the white Sixer socks are hitting, I, I got to put my money on the Angels here. So I'm going with the Angels money line plus 110 um, players. I'm watching in this game. Just if you want to think about player props or DFS, Mike Trout. Okay. What? Yes, yeah, who's that? Can you believe it? He's back <laughs> to being Mike Trout. What are the odds? I mean, I still can't believe he fell to the second round in fantasy drafts. That's insane. Isn't it? He's slugging 857, his expected batting average, max exit velo, sprint speed, all top 5% of the league. He's hit in 10 of his last 11 games. He's hit three home runs across the last week. I, you know, sure, Lucas Giolito is a great pitcher, but I think you can probably put some money on Mike Trout. Another guy, Taylor Ward. 
you know, this is somebody like, what? Taylor Ward, former first round pick, now often batting leadoff for the Angels. He's batting 381 with 13 runs scored and four home runs and 11 runs batting and plus a stolen base this season. And he's coming off a series where he totally dominated the Guardians and he's a bargain in DFS. And then finally, on the other side of this, if you want to talk about a real bargain in DFS, Andrew Vaughn, who's finally getting the playing time he deserves, right? Like, I don't know what the White Sox have been doing. Uh, He has a 976 OPS with four home runs and a 300 batting average, and he's only had 50 at-bats. But his his expected stats look all in line. This guy's really talented. Unfortunately, they're still hitting him at the bottom of the order, but hopefully Tony La Russa will, you know, I don't know, lay off the sauce and figure (laughs) out what he needs to do to get this White Sox team back on top. However, tonight, got to go with the Angels. Yeah, I'm really surprised to see them as underdogs as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they've been a, a better team throughout the season. It just mm-hmm. seems uh, very, very strange to me. Uh, I think you made a great point there. I was going to take a look at Andrew Vaughn, too, who I think, uh, the funny thing is that a lot of the books, you can't even get him for a futures on Rookie of the Year just yet, yeah. which is pretty remarkable because you should. He's leading the team in homers. He's leading the team in batting average. He's leading the team in RBI. Does he still uh, qualify as Rookie? Uh, or did he no, play too many games last year? You know, year? maybe maybe that's it. That I'm thinking I think about he it. may have. You're right. He did. He maybe broke that 50 barrier. He may that, have broken the 50. Why. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It hasn't been by very much, but uh, right, exactly. You're exactly right. But th- this guy is a a player, and uh, it, it, he really is an interesting type of guy, and big time power, big time ability. So. Andrew Vaughn, yeah, definitely for the the player props, I I am all over that. As far as the game goes, uh, I, I'm a sucker for Noah Syndergaard. I know mm-hmm. the guy gets hurt a lot, but the way he pitches, he's so big, so strong, just a hard guy to pick up on the mound because of the height. I I, th- I think that's a better matchup. Like you pointed out, the whip is ridiculous for Syndergaard right now at a .82. Yeah. That's silly. Uh, Giolito is a really good pitcher. I mean, he's got 15 strikeouts in eight innings. The problem, as you pointed mm-hmm. out, is it's eight innings. You can't. You don't know how long he's going to stay in the game. Yeah, for me, that this is easy. I'm with you on that. I like those guys for the player props. Uh, there's a lot of talent on this Angels team. There is in the White Sox, too. It's just mm-hmm. not going right now. But, yeah, I like... Uh, the idea of Andrew Vaughn maybe catching one here. He is not only a hot batter, but he is a straight-up good batter. 100% agree. So, yeah, so we're going Angels here. Uh, it's just tough to get. You know, we like to search for plus money as often as possible or certainly yeah. just not a lot of juice. You know, we we I try not to give out bets that are, you know, bigger than minus 130, you know, I really try to find that plus money when I can and keep it simple when I can so that you don't, you know, because parlays are another way to do it. And a lot of times those are fun, but you are making it a little more difficult, right? You have to win two bets. So when we can find something to me like Angels Moneyline, they are just hot right now. Every batter in that lineup, you got Shohei Otani, you got Mike Trout, you got Jared Walsh, you've got uh, Taylor Ward, you've got Brandon Marsh, you've got, even Joe Adele has shown flashes, right? Yeah. It's just Brandon Marsh is their RBI leader. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, this team is, is looking really good at the beginning, and don't don't think it's a fluke because as you just rolled off the talent. Mm-hmm. You know, there you go. So yeah, there's exactly. a lot to like right there. And and you're right about the parlays. You know, remember the old the old saying here, uh, you know, 
<laughs> your bet may make wall may build wallets, but parlays build sports books. So <laughs> remember how that works. Uh, yeah, you just you know it's fine. I I enjoy a couple myself, but know what you're getting into before you do it. And uh, a recommendation: you get it on the this podcast when I talk. Uh, hockey with Nate Lundy, where we've been doing that over the last couple of weeks because the favorites have been so substantial right. with the playoffs becoming kind of set. But we keep it to a minimum. We basically do it right up until no, no more than four legs, uh, right up until you get to plus money. And we do it with favorites to make sure you in- increase your, your numbers there. You don't really get crazy and pick a lot of underdogs because that's never going to work. You need to basically keep those to a minimum. It's great when you see people on social media win these 9, 10, 11 mm-hmm. leg parlays that the sports book will be happy to, to put out on social to show you it can be done. But that's basically the same as going to Las Vegas, and looking at that slot machine that mm-hmm. says the progressive jackpots, $4 million. Well, that's true. Someone technically will win that, but let's be honest. It probably won't be you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so take the angels at plus one ten. Yes, exactly. That's, that's basically what we're boiling down to <laughs> angels tonight. The next game we're looking at, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the St. Louis Cardinals. The Diamondbacks expected to be one of the worst teams in baseball, but the truth is they haven't been. Now, they're in last place in the NL West, but at 8-12, and 12, well, that's a game better than the White Sox. Everyone thought's a series right. contender. So a little bit better start. Not that it's a great team. It's not. But a little bit better start. Uh, the Cardinals are off to a pretty good start if they can stop getting in fights and brushback pitches and beanballs. Yes, balls. yes. So well, t- tonight, what do you have there? We have the matchup with uh, Madison Bumgarner on the mound for the Diamondbacks and Adam Wainwright, the old warhorse, on the mound for the Cardinals. Sean, death, taxes, Adam Wainwright at home. <laughs> The guy is phenomenal when he pitches at home. He's yet to surrender a run at home at Bush Stadium this year. Now, obviously, he's really only had six innings pitched there, but still, over the course of his career, he's phenomenal at home. He's locked down. He also happens to have the highest strikeout rate of his career this year. Now, he didn't have a great start his last time out, but remember, the Diamondbacks are striking out at a 25.1% clip, and they're batting only 178. So, you know, as you said, Cardinals are favored straight up on the money line here. It's not a favorable bet, as we were saying. You don't want to lay $200 to make $100. However... If you take the minus one and a half, it turns into plus 115. And that's something I feel comfortable doing because this team has actually hit Madison Bumgarner really well. Paul Goldschmidt has an expected slugging of 845 across 71 career at bats. So not a small sample size. And he's batting 338 with three home runs, lifetime versus Bumgarner. We know how hot Nolan Arenado has been three homers already off lefties this season. Albert Pujols, two homers off lefties this season. Remember, they've only had, you know, 15 at bats, 13 at bats versus lefties. That's a pretty high rate. So I have to give this to the Cardinals here. Uh, You know, obviously, Madison Bumgarner has been good on the surface. He's pitched to an ERA of only one, which sounds phenomenal. However, if you look at the underlying metrics, it's it's a lot of luck. He's striking out only about six and a half batters per nine, and he's walking five per nine. Yikes. Okay? That's a recipe for a blow-up. So he walks one or two guys. Nolan Arenado has another home run game. He's been hot. Or Paul Goldschmidt, and this could really blow wide open. Also, Diamondbacks bullpen, particularly suspect 
with an ERA of 4.05 and the lowest strikeout rate in the league. Conversely, the Cardinals, by contrast, they have an ERA of only 2.74, the third lowest in the league. So every way I look at this, I don't think the Cardinals win. I think they can win by at least two. I'm going to go ahead and put my money here again because I would rather bet on them winning by two and get paid plus 115 than bet on them just winning and have to lay $200 to get $100 back. Well, hopefully this is a great minds think alike sort of day because so mm-hmm. far we're doing the same thing. I, I agree. <laughs> I think this is a one-sided game for St. Louis. I think they they win by. I mean, we're talking maybe this is a to me this is a six to two type of game. Agree. And I think that uh you know the Cardinals on that that run line makes a lot of sense, especially when you get plus money for it. We're talking about Nolan Arenado uh, as well. We should. Uh, yes, you may have heard that he got suspended along with uh, pitcher Henderson Cabrera for the brawl they had with the Mets, but he is appealing that suspension. And of course, up until it gets heard, he will be continue uh, to be allowed to play and be active. So the expectation as we record this is that Arenado should be good to go tonight against the Diamondbacks, at least until that suspension gets heard, uh, maybe as soon as Monday. So mm-hmm. we will find out there. But yeah, it, Arenado is a great fit. He is having a big time start to the season it's not even the the homers that impressed me because you know about that it's the 382 batting average that that is just jaw-dropping so i don't have a problem with nolan arenado looking at, uh, at some of the player props tonight i'm gonna go ahead and go with the total basis prop which i always like that because if they walk him that counts if you you know however you get it that counts so arenado is a, a plus a plus 110 to go over one and a half uh, so one double, two singles, a single and a walk, and obviously a home run. Those things all get it done for a plus 110 on that. I will take a guy that right now could be as good a hitter as there is in baseball. Absolutely. I, I would, too. And I want to point out for DFS, Adam Wainwright, only $8,500. That's less than Alex Wood, Aaron Nola, Lucas Giolito, Tyler McGill. I think that's a, a much great better value. matchup. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I think that's up. a good one, too. So I, uh, that's what we're looking tonight. The Cardinals, Diamondbacks, we will finish things off today. Going back to the AL, the Cleveland Guardians head to Oakland. The A's just hanging around 500. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of drama around the team. Are they going to go to Las Vegas? What's the plan here? Uh, spoiler alert, they're going to go to Las Vegas. But the Cleveland Guardians come into town at a 4-9 and nine road record. They haven't been good on the road, but mm-hmm. they're in that same area as the diamondbacks as the white Sox, they're in that seven and they're seven and 12 they're hanging around and uh, obviously this is a team that I, I think is some really talented players first and foremost jose ramirez is it enough to get it over the a's tonight with frankie montas on the mound yeah and, and so when i look at this i just look and i look at this over uh, uh, this total at six and a half and i think how does this not go over yes right and we, okay. are, we are we are we uh, are rolling today <laughs> let's hope let's Simpatico. Hope. <laughs> yeah. i mean frankie montez has been excellent to start the season you know he's not surrendering the home runs he's striking men out at a rate of more than nine per nine innings all those things are true but it's also true that jose ramirez continues to mash six homers a 347 batting average he's only striking out 9.9 percent of the time that's top three percent of the league and that i look at this crazy for a guy yeah. with that power Absolutely it's crazy bonkers. Bonkers. And we're talking about a run total of six and a half. Now, listen, Aaron Savale has an ERA of 9.58. 
He surrendered six runs in just three innings to the Yankees on Monday. Okay. He could give up over six and a half runs on his own to the A's. That's possible. So basically when you're saying that you want the game total to stay under six and a half with the guardians averaging 4.32 runs scored per game and the A's averaging 3.79, that simple math brings the total to eight. So if you're saying this game total is going to be under six and a half, you're saying every pitcher is going to be bringing no pun intended, their A game. <laughs> I'm talking every bullpen pitcher. You know, Montas has to be great. Savale has to be great. It just seems a little unlikely. Somebody is going to have a slightly off game, and the Guardians are a pesky team. They hit the ball well. So even if Montas has a really great game and goes, let's say he goes seven innings and surrenders no runs, you still got the bullpen that needs to be perfect, and you're expecting Cleveland's bullpen and Aaron Savale to suppress the A's as well. So I just I feel like, you know, minus 110, it's a 50-50 proposition, but I, I feel like I'm surprised you're getting that good of a rate. I'm surprised it's not minus 130, minus 140 for this under. It's a low total. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, when you, it's a strange one. When you kind of expect the, the, the yeah. pitchers on the total to basically both have a normal day that's normal be, day. Be, or at least better than average. That Two, three runs a little, each. Yeah, that's <laughs> a little bit strange to think that that's not that that wouldn't be a, a difference maker. So I'm with you on that. Uh, I love Jose Ramirez tonight, even though I think the A's have the better pitching matchup. But I, I just you, you can't go against a guy that's knocking at 347, six homers and strikes out nine percent of the time <laughs> in today's baseball with that power. Uh, no way. Uh, you have to go with Jose Ramirez. That's one of the thing that's I don't usually advise uh, picking home run type. Uh, bets because obviously picking anybody even to get a hit in baseball on any particular day That's and right. certainly having a, a home run uh, is a very difficult thing. But a plus 500 uh, with Jose Ramirez, eh, you know, it's Friday. I'm going to have a little bit of fun. I thought I'll take a chance at that. The other uh, interesting thing in this game to keep in mind is the fact that uh, rookie Stephen Kwan, who has basically sort of set the league on on fire, uh, was taken out of the Yankees game on Sunday, day-to-day, with a hamstring injury. He could potentially uh, be back uh, this, this evening. If that's the case, uh, you may want to look at, at not necessarily putting him in, but you might, you know, if he's uh, going to be inexpensive on your DFS lineups. If Kwan is in the lineup, you'll have to wait a little bit, but uh, that's a guy that probably sneaks in because he hasn't played all week. And the numbers that he put up in the first week, no, he's not going to get a hit in every game like he did in the first week of the season, but he is a legitimate rookie of the year candidate and a guy that I'd be happy to roll with as long as that hamstring isn't bothering him. Absolutely. He has been such a fun player to watch and it's really exciting to get by. I'm actually kind of intrigued by this Guardians team. I have to admit both these teams are scrappy teams. They're both doing better than they were expected. And and that's that's fun. That is one of the fun things about baseball. Yep. And it gets and of course, if you're paying attention to it, you'll find that perhaps uh, those are the teams where you can find some value in future weeks as well. That's what we do right here at Sticks and Stacks. Baseball season is well underway. Finally, looking forward to getting into this with you all summer long. Once again, make sure you follow Jen on Twitter. That's Jen Piacenti, P-I-A-C-E-N-T. I thank you for all the insight as always, Jen. Uh, I feel like I'm on the right track when the when the notes I was taking synced up with your notes. So I, I think that's <laughs> let's, 
That's Let's good. Let's hope so. I, I usually <laughs> when we're on track, we're usually pretty good. Our record's actually pretty good on the show. Our our one game got rained out last week, so we can't, you know, we're not counting that one. But nope. uh, we went 50-50 last week, and the week before that, we had a sweep. So we're we're doing so far so good. Fingers crossed. Head above water, uh, and, and right. we can't. We can't predict the rain, so (laughs) that one we're not going to tell you we know anything about, unfortunately, nothing with the rain, but this is what we do here. So if you've had an opportunity to subscribe already, thank you very much. If you haven't, there is probably a little button right near where you hit play and uh, you can go ahead and subscribe there at your convenience. So we will be back uh, next week. Same time, same chat, and only know this one, this podcast, Sticks and Stacks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. For Jen Piacenti, I'm Sean Drotar, and thank you for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. <laughs>